Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. my robe over my chesticle not to make you uncomfortable because I'm wearing a cute tank top and some really cute sweatpants but I, I just feel like you know I, the amount of times actually this is quite common where I'll be blogging or filming like a coffee talk or a video of any kind of sort and I'll realize afterwards not just like you know my lady parts but just like something will be on my face or like my, my lipstick would be smudged or something sticking out in my hair and sometimes I have to scrap a video for it if it's really bothering me that much and then other times most times especially for vlogs I'm just like just leave it in leave it in good morning and welcome back to the coffee talk podcast today I'm actually doing a tea talk my mug says I woke up like this and I quite literally just woke up not too long ago, uh, made some tea. I put on just a little bit of tinted moisturizer because I was looking like I had just woken up and I was getting on camera and I walk that weird line of like my professional life is my personal life. So how much of the personal life becomes the professional life and you should always get dressed up for work because like you just feel better when you're dressed up for work. But yet my work, you know, the dilemma of the overlaps, the never-ending overlaps of those things. Um, yeah, I put on some tinted moisturizer and now here I am. I'm feeling just a little bit more anxious than usual today, which is weird because I wasn't feeling that way up until I started filming, but now all of a sudden I'm like, and there's just no reason for that. So I'm gonna breathe through that and just keep talking and make space for the fact that it's there because 
obviously anytime I film a video, I like there's always a chance that something can go terribly wrong, unforeseeably terribly wrong, and my anxiety is always acutely aware of that. And somehow I've managed to like make a filming career, a content career out of my life despite that fact, but it's always there, it's always been there. It's always been a small little inkling in the back of my mind anytime I've filmed anything. It's made me act weird at times for sure. Like I can go back and look at content and, and know exactly when I was super acutely aware, like self, it's self-consciousness to a whole other level because you're so self-conscious of everything you do, everything you say, how you look, like how you present yourself. Are, are, can you see through that shirt? Like, are you cold, you know? Is there something on your face? Is your tone off? Is your body language off? Um, are you given the wrong signals? Is your eye contact off? Like, are you looking in the viewfinder? Are you looking at your lens? Are you looking off into the abyss somewhere? And then on top of that, the more complicated layer is, are you articulating your thoughts right? Are you speaking openly? Are you communicating right? Are you translating your thoughts in a way that makes sense? Or if there's even just the slightest bit of bias or judgment to your own voice, which again, when you have people holding you to a certain degree in a state of judgment, as soon as you go onto content, we all judge it. And it's that's not even really the bad thing. Like. As human beings, we came, or maybe we became, I don't really know, actually. I'm not an expert in the field of evolution and history, although I am really intrigued by it. So I don't know if we came to Earth with it or if the brain through the evolution of the human being has come to need judgment as an important psychological tool in order to survive. We judge, like it's something we do. I think it's just, this is leading me exactly actually where I wanted to go today. <laughs> I think the problem with judgment is one, we act like we don't judge. Like we say, oh, like don't judge other people, let people be themselves, like da 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 da. We say all of these things and I think a lot of the times we are really well intended when we do say don't judge people, when we do actively and consciously try to, to live our life through that value. But the only real route to non-judgment is being aware of your judgment and then choosing not to act according to it. Choosing not to respond to that person or that thing that you're judging in accordance to the judgment that you're already making. But you can never really turn off the part of your brain that judges. So as soon as you tune into any kind of content, as soon as you tune into any TV show, as soon as you're interacting even with people that you love, your friends, your family, as soon as you're, you know, consciously becoming aware or I guess like when you're learning something, you're judging. When you, everything we do, we judge. Uh, and that's actually really not a bad thing. I think, and I, I totally have gone through this phase. So like, I'm gonna be very hypocritical when I say this. Like we should not actually tell people not to judge because then it creates this really unfair idea that it's something that you can train yourself not to do, which I mean, realistically, I don't think there's actually a black or white answer if you can teach yourself not to judge because I think it's somewhere in the gray area. And part of the process of teaching your brain perhaps not to rely on, on your prejudice upon people, but still be able to use your critical judgment when making decisions, like every single decision you make every single day, we have to value judgment. We just have to know that there's just like a certain, oh, Oh, I don't know. Is there a certain moral compass to judgment or is that 
articulated by each individual? Like, are, is there a code of ethics in terms of how we allow people to judge one another? Like what we call the difference between holding somebody accountable, let's say on the internet or canceling somebody on the internet. Like that's a going trend right now. People get canceled and there's like a toss up and I can see both sides of it between people saying, you know, cancel culture is toxic and that when you cancel somebody, you're not giving them space for redemption. You're not giving them space for forgiveness. You're not giving them space to learn from their possible mistakes and evolve, learn, grow, and become a better person and then allow that to become part of their story if let's say they had a platform to then inspire others to evolve, change, and grow. I can make space for that. I can already feel the anger and of perhaps even the part of myself that also sees the other side and anybody else that would become angry with that statement because also I can totally understand the whole holding somebody accountable and it it is a tricky world. Like we do not come unfortunately embedded with a sense of honesty towards others. So maybe here we go with another lane of like accepting that part of the human psyche also comes with I don't, I don't want to say lies or like falsehoods, but let's say perspective, illusionary perspectives. And so odds are we've all lied a time or two in our lives. Odds are we've done it not because, hopefully not because we're bad people. We lie in order to protect other people's feelings. We lie in order to protect ourselves. And so even thus, yes, people should be held accountable for their lies, specifically ongoing lies and the different levels at which people can lie. So like manipulation, let's say. So if somebody's manipulating the emotions of an audience to feel pity for them for the mistakes that they've made and are not actually holding themselves accountable and get to continue on with something like a major platform or making a very like healthy income or continuing to have more opportunities and growth and success in a sense on that manipulation or lie or inability to be self-aware to the mistakes they've made and to hold themselves accountable, but in a way too, like not, <laughs> this is so tricky because it's like, who are we to even say like, how is somebody, what is the threshold of accountability? I haven't even paused for a sip of tea, but like, I think that's why I, I value and I trust the certain systems and to, a, to an extent that we've gone with. I also think that there's importance in always reevaluating the systems we run on as a society. But like, I am very, very thankful that there are people that exist on this planet that are much better at making hard and fast decisions, at seeing like smaller communities or running smaller communities or cities or countries even from a place of, from a big picture perspective in a way and, and then you hope in an attempt to make the world a better place. And in that, we do need a judgment system. We do need a justice system. We need to be able to find that sense of how much to hold somebody accountable. I won't say that I'm bad at that, but I definitely just think that I'm much too open to all perspectives. I, I, can, I can feel and sense and see the truths that I see or perspect, I guess, in different alignments and so, I think I find it hard to judge what is accountable to somebody else because I guess it's just like we all have to admit we have our shortcomings. So even from my perspective, what I would assume, if I thought somebody had done something wrong, what I would assume it would take for me to forgive that person or to be able to still hold an equal sense of respect for that person, 
Frig though. Wow, this is really challenging me morally because it's like, do we actually lose respect for people? Is that a healthy way to live in amongst in and amongst other human beings to lose your respect for them when they make mistakes? Yes. Yes, again, that probably has kept us safe over evolution. Like the minute somebody, let's say, committed a harm against another human being, your respect for them would go down, your trust for them would go down, your acute awareness to protect yourself more around that person would go up, and thus that would keep you safe. So yes, it actually would make sense not to see that other human as equal to you anymore, because equal would mean trust and respect. But at the same time, like I think that there's also possibly unspoken of, I don't know if it's just the fact that I've never spoken about it or thought about it in this way before, but it's coming to me today, that when you judge that person or you you lack the respect for that person and then you multiply these types of mistakes and these judgments and such over such a big population we come across so many biases we come across so many uh what's a good what's a good way to put it like like instead of seeing fellow human and i know that this is a very optimistic point of view to have on the world and like every single human living on the planet but i like i really like to believe that deep down in our core, when you actually strip away our bodies and such, like we are all human beings. And even further than that, like past inter all of the species and things that coexist in this planet, like we are all in this together. When you zoom out to the universe and you look at the little earth and how vulnerable and dainty she is, like we are all in this together in a sense. And I do think, or at least I can see and understand the value and having equal respect. I can also see and understand though the value of survival that comes from when people, I guess, abuse that respect and how they're, they're, that's like, yeah, I guess it's like a, is it like a code of ethics, like a moral injustice that does cause a bit of friction within the energy and the simpatico of the planet? Are we here to learn about that? Are we here to figure out why we do commit these things? Why would someone want to commit harm? Like. Can't, can we try and understand that? I know, I know that this is all very like zoomed out fluffy. And this is again why I said I respect and value that there are people on the planet who are just wiser than me or better than like have the, let's, let me reframe that. People who have the skill sets that I definitely don't feel I have in my toolkit from my life experience to be able to decide on these things because yeah, life is so complicated and I, I definitely, I held a lot of value for a sense of structure and for living in a society that does have a sense of structure. And the thought of like the fear of that structure or society like ever collapsing is terrifying to me because I definitely hold value in that sense of structure. <sighs> There's definitely also room for error. There's always room for error in anything created by humans like that's just we are flawed individuals every single one of us i think maybe that could also be a big problem in the whole self-awareness movement as well because not that the self-awareness movement is only recent the self-awareness movement i'm assuming started a long time before i even came to the planet um especially just given the amount of people that i'm really inspired by like eckhart tolle or Brene Brown, and going even more like centuries back, um, Marcus Aurelius or Aristotle, like you have these visionaries, you have these philosophers, Patanjali, like there you have the Buddha, like uh, Gandhi, you have these visionaries, you have these people that were able to philosophize, <laughs> that's not the word, philosophize, uh, philosophize that really intimate connection between 
the beauty and the existence and the confusion and the chaos that comes from human existence and life and how we're even here and how we're even conscious and how we're even having these conversations and even just looking at how quickly in the last like couple hundreds of years that humans have advanced when for centuries before that we moved quite slowly so like we're moving very quickly right now in terms of our, our evolution and how quickly everything is changing and I think that there is now a much deeper urge for self-awareness because things are changing so quickly that it's become so apparent that we need to have some sense of anchor within. I definitely have been on that self-awareness train and I've definitely made content around that self-awareness and I've definitely made mistakes in that content around self-awareness as well because along the journey you are gonna make mistakes, again, circling back to the fact that all human beings are flawed. But I think the biggest flaw that can come in the self-awareness journey and it's the biggest flaw that I definitely am becoming aware of in myself now and really trying to keep in mind as I'm going about this most recent trek within the journey is that we have to be able to admit when we're wrong like we have to be able to admit that we're flawed and we have to be okay with it today's episode is brought to you by Angie Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. There is this freedom that comes when you can say, I might be wrong. <laughs> Especially when it comes to listening to your intuition and trying to decipher the difference between what is my intuition? What is that deep part of being a human being that is teaching me to make the right judgments and the right decisions to survive and what is the difference between that and even as far as like an overactive fight or flight response if you're somebody that suffers from anxiety we have like a, an actual anxiety epidemic going on around the world but i also don't know again I, I feel like i'm not equipped enough to even say if anxiety is something that perhaps just went undiagnosed for decades before us i think that's possible but i also could <laughs> do you see the flip-flop do you see the back and forth i can also stand though in the other party and see something like when you think about how fast we've grown, how fast society is evolving, there would make sense to draw a line between that and the heightened sense of anxiety, especially in the younger generations that are coming up, including my own generation, that we are all suffering much higher of much higher rates of anxiety and depression and mental illness 
because like we we need the space to adapt and we're really struggling at least from my perspective i think a lot of us are struggling and perhaps that struggling of the ability to adapt and adapt quickly because society is evolving quickly that that can cause a lot of mental illness it can cause possibly cause let me say that because again i'm no expert please don't take it as this conversation as expert at all this is merely just like get cozy over a cup of coffee and let's just talk about deep shit but i think that it would be very fair to say that you we might be able to draw a conclusion between how fast society has grown to how much mental illnesses such as generalized anxiety disorder depression panic disorders a lot of these things could come from from so many things but it definitely definitely perhaps our urge to adapt quicker uh, learn faster, know more, do more. Uh, because things are moving so quickly, you better keep up. And that, I could totally see the connection between that and the heightened states of anxiety. Which brings me back to, I think that when you can admit that you're wrong, when you can listen to your intuition and even possibly make space for a chance to think or ask yourself while listening to your intuition, while listening to your inner sense of judgment as you go about life and you intake information, you intake content creators, you intake art, you intake nature, you intake the things that you read, you see, you do all of your life as you're consuming your life and you're passing it through the judgment filter that we all have. The, be, the ability to trust your judgment, to trust your intuition and also just, just trust yourself needs, I think, needs to come with an ability to admit that we can be wrong. We can totally be wrong. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. You hopefully won't be held to an extreme sense of judgment should you be wrong because humans have been wrong so many times in the past. Humans have a deep history of being wrong and that's how, how we learn to get better at being less wrong. Uh, because what's right today might not even be right tomorrow. And again, that is something that you can absolutely see as through in proof in history. Things that were right in the 60s and 70s aren't right today. Things that were right in the 60s and 70s weren't right in the 1910s and 20s, you know? And it's just, we learn as we go and that's a good thing. And the only way we learn is from admitting when we're wrong. And I think, especially in our individual journeys as we go about trying to self-actualize and self become self-aware and tune into your intuition and become deeply connected to yourself while still coexisting and remaining connected to the outside world, that admitting when you're wrong, admitting that we all have an ego that likes to be right and wants to be right and hopes that we're right, but it's okay to be wrong. And even if your ego takes a little bruise in being wrong, that's part of like our experience. That's really good to, I think, experience because it can teach us not to take our ego so seriously, but to still value it. The ego is making the judgment calls and it's keeping us safe. It's not bad to have one. It's not bad to even, you know, pump yours up a little bit. Like, I feel like I've been around people that have really made me more aware that it's cool to be confident. It's cool to be confident. It's cool to feel good in your skin, in your ego. And I think part of that can come from, or at least for someone like me that I find that I've gone through most of my life feeling really deeply insecure and like really, I can have these moments of feeling really good and like, you know, just, just confident, firm in who I was, came from a freedom of thinking like, I honestly have no idea half the time what I'm doing. I could totally be wrong. I could, I might also be right. And I have proof of times that I have been right. and. Those are like intimate little things that I can hold on to when making further decisions. And I, I have moments of inflated 
narcissism and I, I even try and be aware of those things like I get called out for things a lot especially for posting my life online and yeah it sucks and like my heart races and I'm like I definitely go into defense mode at times and I don't always take the deep breath that I wish I did and I, I try to I most of the time I do but there are certain certain ways that people will get under our skin and yeah I definitely get defensive and I can be like well you know what and I can I have a sharp I won't say a sharp tongue because I actually really don't. I fumble on my words when I speak more often than I fumble on my fingers when I write. So I would say I have a sharp thumb rather than tongue. Like I feel like I can articulate myself really well in the written word and I can be very uh, concise and yeah, I'll even say maybe a bit inflated, but like it comes, it comes from two places because when I am uninflated and I'm in that state, I do think that I can I can communicate to, to fellow souls better through the written, see? I can communicate better to fellow souls through the written, written word because when it's me in my mind, I feel like that's that self-awareness, that self-actualization, that connection that I have internally, I value the ability to filter life through that place because I see it in a way that I, I words just flow to me and it doesn't necessarily feel like I'm thinking them or I'm forcing them, things just kind of come out, like ideas come out, concepts come out, um, beliefs come out, feelings come out, and I have to learn to trust them. I've, I'm still on the journey of learning to trust them, but if I can admit that even in my, my filtering of the human existence and of life itself and of myself, myself, <laughs> even in filtering through who I am and seeing it reflected out in the world and seeing what resonates and what doesn't, it, it makes it easier to trust that filtering if I can admit that that filtering might not be right, that that filtering can come pre-wired with experiences that I might not even still fully remember or understand from a from being a child, that that filter can come through the bias of living in a society now, of, of being connected to technology so more often than not, how quickly that that can change our filters. I think if we can admit that that filter can be wrong, that it can be influenced, and that we also too, by becoming conscious of our filter, by becoming conscious of our judgment, our ego, all of the really complicated things that pretty much coexist in a very non-physical way when experiencing life, the more conscious we can become of those things and also admit that we're not right, that it's not firm, that nothing is fixated, that it is all fluid, it's all ever-changing, always moving, always growing, always learning, hopefully, and also surviving, that that comes with room for error. <laughs> and that's cool, that's okay. Like, I think that that's cool, that's okay. I think that in admitting that that can happen, there's just a lot more freedom to feel more confident in who you are and in, in a way that I think can be communicated with a lot less uh, need for defense, need for that sense of inflation, that sense of um, this is who I am and I need to scream it loudly so people can take me seriously. Although I still think that that is a beautiful way that should be expressed and a beautiful way of human life that should be expressed. So it's nothing against anybody that does express themselves that way. Please do you. I think it's just me really coming to terms with myself that like I, the way that I, I express myself is totally okay. I'm gonna be wrong at times. But that anxiety that I feel, especially like coming full circle to turning on the camera today and just sitting and chatting with you today, that that comes from needing to be right. And it's just like, if I can just open up and know that I'm wrong and try my best to like hold myself accountable as well, be open to hearing 
different opinions, but also to be open to like saying no and, and rejecting certain opinions, or not that I would reject opinions actually, to reject uh, disrespect. I value that, that and I'm willing to give that out to anybody. So I would like to ask for it in return. And when I don't get it, I would like to give myself permission to like reject anybody that doesn't come to me with a sense of respect. Um, so yeah, anyway, fuck, I feel like I'm going off today on my tea and this was meant to be cozy. Sorry for cussing. Anyway, these were just some thoughts <laughs> over my cup of tea this morning. My point of this little conversation I'm having today is that I think that when we are on the journey of self-actualization, I think globally and individually, if we can admit that we're wrong at times, if we can also admit that we have a judgment filter, that we really pass everything through that filter as we experience life and being aware of it can also help us not, or help us sit with those judgments and ask where they might be coming from and what might be filtering into our filter, uh, then we can be more trusting of our intuition. We can be more trusting of ourselves. We can be more confident in ourselves and more open to adapt, change, evolve, and learn as we go. Like I really, I just, yeah, I guess that's exactly what I'm trying to say today. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on the matter. So let me know if this sparked any kind of ideas or thought process within you, anything you would like to converse about on the topic, or if it led you down another path, then please leave it down below and keep the conversation going with myself, but also with everybody else here on the channel because you guys have like blown my mind I, I really feel like the more I've gotten to hear your responses and read your comments and also speak with you I'm just like blown away because I hear things that again I'm not able to see from my limited point of view here on earth so definitely share yours and I wish you a cozy rest of your day if it's morning for you as it is for me and I will talk to all of you guys in the next warm beverage cozy chat bye guys Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.